Well, now, welcome back to another ESL podcast. I'm your host, Arsenio Asuchol, and today we're going to be doing a little bit of advanced listening. We are going to be listening to two managers from a company by the name of Max Out. It's an American chain of fitness centers, and they're going to be presenting a new business idea to their board of directors. And so we're going to listen to a variety of things, but what I want you to do is pay special close attention to these things. Now, a, are the presenters successful at, well, let's just say, arousing the curiosity of their audience? B, is it more effective to have two speakers rather than one? And the last one, what advice would you give the speakers if they had to present in your country? Now, remember, you could join the conversation. Make sure you follow me on Arsenio's ESL podcast. I always post the little different snippets on my page and stuff like that. And again, and if you are from there and you would like to see a lot more business English stuff, stuff and communicating stuff like that, please go over there, say, hey, I want to engage in conversation in regards to what was on your podcast and this and that, how I would do this. I would do it by doing this and whatever. All right, so you make sure you get on over there and you follow me and you join the conversation because today we're going to be listening to four Big conversations in regards to that, okay? And so, with that being said, let's dive in. Good morning, everybody. Thanks for coming. I'm Rachel White, Area Manager for the Northwest Division, and this is Brad Kennedy, head of our Physiological Research Unit. Hi. As some of you already know, uh, Brad and I have been working on a project of our own for some time now a project which we think you're going to be as excited about as we are. Brad? Thanks, Rachel. Well, now, as the USA's leading chain of health clubs with over a 1,000 centers in 35 states, we pride ourselves on providing the best in fitness training programs. And for us, staying in shape is not just a business. It's a way of life. According to the National Center for Health Statistics, Seven out of ten of us don't take regular exercise. In fact, figures recently published by the Surgeon General show that 70% of Americans are now seriously overweight. Mm. That's an alarming statistic. Yes. But you have to admit, a tremendous marketing opportunity. The question is, how do we reach that market with something totally new? Now, again, I love it because there's a little bit of a personal touch because a lot of people, depending on who their audience was, they were probably sitting in a room where a lot of the people were, again, overweight or obese. Now, remember, I am born and raised Las Vegas, born and raised in the Vegas craze. And we just so happen to be one of the fattest cities in all of America. And it's crazy because when I go walking around or I eat and things like that, because I'm around so many fat people, they would always say, well, not fat people, I hate to say that, obese people. They would always say, oh my God, your legs are so skinny. Oh my God, this, oh my God. They would be very judgy. But yet what I saw through them was insecurity for themselves because obviously they are not at a healthy weight and they want me to conform by looking like them. And so again, like I said, having a big marketing product, that's why there's so many organic foods and healthy living and healthy this and healthy that. In a country like Thailand, where primarily the food is very healthy, depending on what they actually put into the food, 
there is something called MSG that's a very, very unhealthy, but nonetheless, having a little personal note to it by implementing a story like that, such as what I just said about MSG, monosodium glutamate, Thai people, and especially the Burmese, they pour that shit all over their food. If you want to look up the very bad ramifications of that, you absolutely can. But nonetheless, a personal touch is everything. And the health industry is by far one of the most difficult industries to break into 1,000%. And so what we have to do, we have to understand how could they go? He got the uh, audience's arousal. It's really funny how he just said, hi. I'm like, dude, really? Hi? That's just funny. But nonetheless, what is her purpose there? To just open it up, to introduce him, and for him to do all the talking? Is she going to talk next? No, I think it's a little bit interesting, so let's continue on. A recent report claims that a mere 13% of Americans are satisfied with their physical appearance. Uh. And a staggering 92% are dissatisfied with their current level of fitness. Wow. So why aren't they doing something about it? We did a nationwide survey of people who had previously shown an interest in joining a max-out club and then changed their minds. Full details are in the report in front of you, but this chart highlights our main findings. As you can see, 15% of respondents said joining a gym was simply too expensive. 53% said they'd love to join if they weren't so busy. And interestingly, 32%, almost a third, admitted they were just too embarrassed to join a health club in their present physical condition. They wanted to get fit first. So... What does all this mean? We think the implications are clear. There's obviously a huge market for an inexpensive alternative to going to the gym for people who are conscious of their appearance but short of time. And this represents a golden opportunity to stretch the Max Out brand and develop a new product that perfectly complements our existing business. Not bad. Not bad at all. Consider it. Considering, again, 13% and 92%, that is insane. Again, I don't blame fast food. Uh, I blame the people who make the choices to eat that fast food. And it's not fast food. A lot of people always believe that it's American fast food. No, American food consists of all frozen food. Have you ever been in an American supermarket? Like if there are a hundred, if there is a hundred percent food area, 80% is all frozen. If you look at the contents of that frozen trash, a lot of it, sodium, sugar, you name it, one meal can exceed anywhere between two times to five times the daily value. And, and but the thing is, it's cheaper, cheaper. Do you think someone's going to buy an orange that's $1 or buy a, a, a Celeste pizza that's probably half that and very delicious? My mom would always buy them too. See what I mean? So a lot of people make those horrible errors, and then that's what ends up happening. So this is going to be very fascinating to see where fascinating to see where they go with this specific talk. Let's keep it going. And here it is. All right, the Max Out Micro Gym. Forty percent of our project budget went into constructing the prototype, and it's taken eighteen months to get this far with the design. But isn't this just the coolest thing? I'll pass it around in a moment. Ladies and gentlemen, what you're looking at is the world's smallest full-body workout system ever. 
It's the ultimate go-anywhere exercise machine, and we believe it could be a significant part of this company's future. With its sleek, lightweight design, the micro gym weighs just over a pound or 450 grams. Disassembled, it fits easily into a coat pocket. The assembly itself is child's play. You can be ready to exercise in under 45 seconds. Now, I know what you're thinking: Can something so small possibly work? Yes, it can. The micro gym offers 35 different exercises for upper body, lower body, and midsection. It can be adjusted from the five kilo setting for gentle exercise, right up to the 18 kilo setting for a real workout. In fact, it can do just about anything that much bulkier and more expensive equipment can. When you can't get to the gym, the micro gym comes to you. You can get fit at home, on vacation. At the office, <laughs> even in flight. So this is very interesting because if you actually listen to this a device, there are so many different devices out there. Here in Thailand, they you know they just have you take a pill. Yeah, it's actually really really sad, and I can't believe they even pushed this trash. But there's literally a pill to get you slim, and so they end up taking this pill, and um, th this pill ends up being like just so it, just so terrible. To be honest with you, and like they destroy their entire insides, their kidneys, liver, and of course they're not going to be. You know, they just the doctors are just going to say, "Oh yeah, it was cancer. It was this. It was that. It was this." But nobody accepts the blame. And so again, considering now going back to this point, the good old micro gym. There are so many of the. Uh, and I don't know if you guys have watched Shark Tank. It's a trash show, American stuff. I don't really watch that because these those people are just incredibly rude and snobbish. But um, you know, this is where you know you get these people to pitch right in front of them, and then they end up just being very rude to you and say, "No, I don't like your product. No, it's stupid. Oh my god, what? What? This is ridiculous. You're a scammer." They just start blaming you and just criticizing you. It's pretty ugly stuff. But nonetheless, um, you know, going back to the device itself, if you're able to get fit, you have to really show an example of how it works. If you say 35, I want to see three of them, you know. And so he better be ready to do that. He better be fit himself. He and it's very hard to convince the audience to you know talk about being fit and stuff, and you're just not even fit. This happens a lot, obviously, in America too. As a matter of fact, one of my favorite motivational speakers I used to listen to crazily uh, about two years ago, back in 2021, especially in 2020 during the first COVID shutdown. Was Eric Thomas, and then I haven't been listening to him much anymore because I need things that are more actionable. So I do a lot of high performance, like Brenda Bouchard types of you know types of stuff because that gets me going immediately. But nonetheless, I tell you that is because I ended up tuning into one of his videos again. I'm like, oh my god, this guy put on probably 10 kilos, and I'm like, you are apparently the number one motivational you know you know speaker in the world, and. You know, you're not walking the walk, and so it goes to. I don't know. It's just putting things into perspective. I know times are hard, and this and that, and maybe Christmas had to happen, or all these other things. But you know, when you're when what you think and what you say is not going with how you act, that's called incongruent. So based on what this guy and what they're going to end up doing in this last audio, it's going to make all the difference in the world. So here we go. You'll have to excuse Brad. He gets a little carried away sometimes. 
But we do think the microgym could be an enormously successful sideline to our main business. Okay, to wrap things up, the microgym has been fully costed. A complete breakdown is included in the report. Product testing is still being carried out, but we would obviously need the go-ahead from you before we proceed further with that. The microgym would probably be reasonably priced at around $35. It has been suggested that exercise demonstrations could be recorded on DVD and sold online. Both these suggestions would incur extra costs, but are currently being considered. The prospects for microgym are exciting. What we hope you'll give us today is the authorization to move on to the next stage. Thank you very much. Thank you, Rachel. Okay, we'd like to throw this session open now for questions and suggestions. Feel free to try out the microgym for yourself, but sorry you can't take it home. It's the only one we have at the moment. There it is. So when you're promoting your idea, you have to pitch things and then you just have to hope with the if. So you get all these angel investors and people from Silicon Valley to go in and to watch this investment and to say, ah, I think this will work or no, this is garbage. Oh, my God. So there it is. This is the, the difficulty of startups because you have to just start up things that you have no idea is going to work. And this is exactly what they're hoping for right here. And so. With that being said, you know, uh, do I think that somebody would invest on uh, invest into something that's all based off if? Uh, I don't know. That's a question. That, that's an answer for someone else. But man, for me, I mean, you only have one. You're not exactly sure about microgym. Okay, we need these people to do this, and and again, but if they're already a proven business, like they had said before, and they already have products on the market, not just a couple of guys out of a shack or a garage, then maybe, just maybe it would go through and end up working. But they do have a prototype. So depending on what they showed, it might end up being good. But me, it's kind of like me, right? I don't necessarily have products. Well, obviously, yes, I do have products in terms of my business course, uh, English courses, all that good stuff. Uh, but I feel like I don't have to market it. You know, uh, because I know my niche market now. So, but to be honest with you, yes, I would be able to go to a university to give a presentation to try to market my a TOEFL course, you know, so that students can achieve specific scores. But again, Thailand is not my market. And a lot of these Thai students, if I go to these specific universities, a lot of them do not speak English at all. They know about five words. And so this is obviously the difficulty in terms of living out here in Thailand. But at the same time, I know what my market is in terms of TOEFL IBT and word of mouth has one over me. So me, would I ever start up a country, uh, you know, a company by getting a whole bunch of people to invest into my product and this and this and this? No, thank you. I don't want anyone investing in me. I can invest in me. But a lot of people out there, there are different approaches to how you promote your ideas and how you get people to invest into your stuff. So with that being said, people, thank you so much for tuning in to another wonderful The City of CSL podcast. And again, if you guys are interested in a lot of the grammar and all the different things I've talked about in terms of phrase banks and all that great stuff, if you guys want to dive into that, absolutely make sure you reach out to me on The Arsenio, uh, the Ar I'm sorry, Arsenio ZSL podcast on IG and say, hey, I wanted a lot of grammar that goes along with the lessons on your podcast. Do you have that, 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 that? 
and I'll be more than happy to hurry up and start building those up immediately. So that being said, thank you again for tuning in and I will be seeing you guys very soon in the next podcast. Relationship building is what we're going to be tuning into over and out.